This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and uh, we are the tag team champions here on Steelers (laughs) Nation Radio. And, uh, Matt, there's a bunch of uh, post-combine mock drafts coming out. And uh, one I wanted to talk about today is one Lance Zierlein did on uh, NFL.com. Of course, Lance is also the main guy who who does a lot of the write-ups. He and Dan Hansis uh, do a lot of the write-ups on the – on the NFL combine. And so um, I wanted to go through what Lance saw and thought coming out. He put this out uh, mock. This is actually mock 2.1. Because he did, he did one on Tuesday where he had Atlanta trading number eight to Baltimore in exchange for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens taking Will Levis. Well, now we know he's got the non-exclusive tag on him. So now they can just sign him. <laughs> So Lance, oh, good point. right, right. Yeah, Lance just changed things up here a little bit, and so uh, at number one, he's got Will Anderson, the edge rusher out of uh, out of Alabama, going to the Chicago Bears. He still has, quick. yeah. Are the Bears happy with all this? Because maybe there's less action to get to one if you can get Lamar, kind of like you said last segment. Perhaps. I mean, I still think there's going to be teams that want to do it. They'll be quarterback needy team. Like, are the Houston Texans going to really be in the market to go get Lamar? No. I don't think I don't so think, either. I don't think so either. And only one can land them. I mean, if he goes to Carolina, Atlanta, Washington, whatever, that doesn't mean Indy's out of the market or the other teams are out of the market to get the one. In fact, what might happen here is if Lamar signs somewhere else before the draft, now it drives up the price for number one. I guess, I guess, yeah, that, that does make sense. Because there's, you know, you're you're, you're going to be in a situation where you're like, hey, we don't have a quarterback for next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, right. Uh, at two, he has the Texans taking Bryce Young. Sure. Three, he has the Raiders trading up with the Cardinals to get C.J. Stroud. To get C.J. Stroud. No one's talking about Stroud, but I think his stock's moving up a little bit too. He threw the ball very, very well. Very well, extremely well. I, I yeah. think he's the best. He's the best of the passers to come out of Ohio State. And everybody looks at those Ohio State quarterbacks as well. They're they're this, they're that. Um, a lot of them relied a lot on their running ability. Obviously, Dwayne Haskins did not. But I think right. Stroud, just in terms of a pure pocket passer, uh, is way better as a prospect than the other Ohio State quarterbacks that have come out in recent years. I'm very guilty of this, but I – consistently cite as a negative for Stroud that Ohio State's never had a good quarterback in the NFL, basically. That's not his fault. <laughs> you know I mean? Well, let's put it this way, Matt. People used to say that about the Big 12. Oh, I know. I know. And I now know. Pat Mahomes is there, and it's like, oh, okay. Well, everybody's bad except for for this guy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody's like, going to break that mold. I would probably say Stroud is the one least likely to bust. Yeah, I think he's I think he's solid. And he's got, yeah, yeah. He's got everything that you, you know. He's got... Not great size, but his size, he's big enough. He checks a lot of boxes. He checks a lot of boxes. Um, you know, the, the one question, and this is something that you always have with those Ohio State guys, were the guys that he was playing with just that much better? And that's certainly and it made it easy for him. It, it, it is. It's much easier for him than others, than Levis. Yeah, right. 
if Levis had been on on the Ohio State team, would would people be talking about him as the number two? It Maybe better for him this year, right? Yeah. Uh, so the Raiders make that trade up. The Colts then take Anthony Richardson. So this is the question then that you have. So the Colts are sitting there at four. Mm-hmm. Would they be happy to get Anthony Richardson? Or Richardson might go first overall. I see. I don't think that he does. I mean, I'm not betting on it. I wish I would have bet on it two months ago when it was like 70 to one. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I'm not saying it's. I'm putting a chip down that he is going to go first overall, but I would not be blown away. See, I don't want to talk again. I I think, you know, I I wasn't a huge Lance guy, as you know. Mm -hmm. Richardson, again, looks pretty running around in, you know, in shorts and, and, you know, throwing the football and things of that nature. And yeah, when he flicks the ball, it's effortless. Sure. But then you turn on the game tape and you're like, ooh, yuck. I mean, the combine (laughs) is a great setting for him. I mean, like people were saying Will Levis had a bad year this year. His numbers were better than Anthony Richardson's. Oh, yeah. Throwing the football. The lack of experience worries me with Richardson maybe more than the accuracy even. Yeah. I I was just, you know, I I don't know. Uh, But obviously, he's a tremendous athlete at the position. I mean, he's right there with anybody. In this draft, athletically, he may be the best player in this draft athletically. But I think the Colts would be very happy if he's an option at four. Or could they sign Lamar? Well, they certainly could. Certainly could. Uh, if so, how about this then? With, with that in that scenario, Lance then has Jalen Carter going to the Seahawks at five. Early on, I really thought the top four had a lot more value than pick five. I don't feel that way at all anymore because I mean, no, because the quarterbacks are going to go. Yeah, at worst, you're going to get Carter or Anderson, and I think you still consider a quarterback at six or five two if you're Seattle. Like if Richardson's there, even though you just signed Gino, I don't think you have to be done, but you can be. Yeah. Uh, at six, the Lions then take Devin Witherspoon, the cornerback out of Illinois. So like I six, think they would have. I would have a tough time as the Lions passing on Tyree Wilson in that situation in that spot. Yeah, I mean they did do edge last year, but that'd be a nice pairing for sure. Boy, you could pair those two together and be really dynamic off coming off the edge. Yeah, and then Arizona gets them here and. That the trade works out really well for them. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, they're thrilled. At uh, eight, then the Falcons take Miles Murphy, the edge rusher out of Clemson, starting to become pretty chalky. Yeah, Murphy. Uh, at I- nine, the Panthers then take Will Levis. Okay, I would bet deep down in my soul he doesn't get the nine. And again, if you're the Ra- if you're the Panthers, you're weighing Will Levis at nine or Lamar Jackson in next year's first. You take Lamar Jackson. As long as you can get the contract worked out and you're okay with the guaranteed stuff, you'd much rather right. have one. You, I mean, and you're going to, yeah. You have to think about business too. Like it's way better for ticket sales and things to bring Lamar in than Will Levis. Yeah. How many, how many Lamar Jackson Carolina Panthers jerseys would you sell? A gazillion. A gazillion. Absolutely. <laughs> um, at 10, the Eagles then take Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback out of Oregon. They probably run to the podium at that. Oh, that's a tremendous pick for them. Absolutely. For them, yeah. At 11, the Titans take Peter Skaronsky, the uh, offensive lineman out of Northwestern. I think he's like the, the, the safest pick in the draft. I do too. I've mocked him twice to the Titans because their line doesn't need a left tackle or a guard. Needs they need a everything. 
They yeah, need they a everything. Right. So, perfect. <laughs> he will play and play long for them and well. You know, and I, I if even if you have to move him the guard, like he could be Zach Martin. Yeah. I mean, I I bet he's a I almost said I bet he's a Pro Bowl guard. That's a little rich sitting here with a guy never I've never seen in NFL pads, you know, but it wouldn't shock me at all. He's got that kind of pedigree and that kind of ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at 12, the Texans take Lucas Van Ness. Be good for Pittsburgh. Would be very good for Pittsburgh. Yeah. At 13, the Jets then take Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle out of Georgia. I can see that. I really liked his workout, too. Yeah. This was a little bit of a, a shocker here from Lance. At 14, the Titans take Darnell Wright, the offensive tackle out of Tennessee. Yeah, I was listening to Bucky and DJ's podcast. They recapped the combine, and DJ said, Darnell Wright, not only is going to be a first-round pick, but is basically guaranteed to be in the top 20. I I had him, I think, as – I had Skaronsky when we do our uh, triple take as mm-hmm. a guard, and I, I have I have Wright, I think, then as my number three offensive tackle. So I, I'm right there. Yeah, I'm right there with it. I owe you that. Oh, I need to write that tonight. But uh, he will be my three as well because I'm going to put Skaronsky at guard. At 15, the Packers take Michael Mayer, tight end out of Notre Dame. Totally adds up. I don't know that I want to be the team that takes the first tight end, though. That's, yeah, that's troublesome. But Mayer, again, like Mayer, like Skaronsky, is like a double. He's going to be really good. He's going to be fine. You're going to be really good at that position. He's going to be maybe not a Pro Bowl guy, but he's going to be really good for. Mm -hmm. You know, he'll be in that conversation. It's certainly a need for them. I mean, I get it. I just. Uh, and you're I, gonna, I, potentially, you're going to have a very young quarterback, Jordan Love, starting. What's What do you get for a, a nice young or young quarterback? I get him a good tight end. No doubt. I mean, I don't object to the pick. I just think in the second round, you might get a quality tight end, too, that's not that much different. And I, I understand the case for Mayer to be the top tight end, and I considered him making my top tight end, but he was third on my board. At 16, the commanders then take Paris Johnson Jr., the offensive tackle out of Ohio State. So four offensive linemen go before the mm-hmm. Steelers pick, and we also see two cornerbacks go before so, the Steelers pick. I have no problem with Lan- any of Lance's picks, and it certainly could work this way. I think Johnson's gone in the top ten, though. I think he's going to – I have him as my number one rated offensive tackle. Yeah, me too. I mean, he's got classic size, um, just everything that you want there. Yeah, workout was good. He's young. Right, super long arms. He'll be fine, yeah. That means at 17, he has the Steelers taking a cornerback. But it's not the cornerback that everybody thinks. Mm-hmm. He had Lance has him taking Deontay Banks out of Maryland. I think it's possible. I do as well. Um, you know, Joey Porter Jr. is on the board, but Banks is more athletic. They're basically the same size. Mm-hmm. Banks is more athletic. I haven't read the write-up of Porter, but my hunch is by what he says here, he mentions scheme versatility with Banks. And I forget who I was listening to said one thing that they worry about with Porter is his backpedal. You know, like he's much more of a get in your face, beat the crap out of you, play man, turn and run, not pedal, 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 break on the ball. Yeah. And I yeah. went back and watched a little more. I'm like, he needs to work on it. You know, he's a big guy. He's not as Banks is better at that than him. 
Yeah. So uh, I think Mike Tomlin will know a lot about Deontay Banks as well, as much as he knows about Joey Porter Jr. Yeah. Everybody, everybody yeah. wants to say, everybody wants to put Joey Porter Jr. into that slot at 17 because, well, Mike Tomlin, the Steelers are going to know all about this guy. The Steelers are going to know all about mm-hmm. Deontay Banks as well because Mike Tomlin's son, right, right. Dino, was at Maryland until this past season. Yeah. <laughs> On the football Absolutely. team. Working against Deontay Banks. <laughs> I don't know about, you, about him. I'm going to have Porter over Banks on my corner list. I am as I, well. Yeah, I bet Banks is four, but I I could see why somebody why teams wouldn't have it in that order. Absolutely, and maybe you don't play a lot of press man, and you know you don't want to teach Joey Porter Junior zone stuff. Uh, at 18, the Lions of all teams then take Bajan Robinson. How about that? Well. I never thought of this, but Jamal Williams is a free agent. He is. I know they love him, and I don't think they like Swift at all. I mean, Deuce Staley's gone. That was his running back coach. It seems like Swift can is just not trustworthy. Like He's not an ankle biter. He's not an ankle biter. Right. I think there's a chance that Swift gets dealt on draft day. Uh, at 19, then, the Buccaneers take Joey Porter Jr., I'm sure they'd be thrilled. That works. Out I don't know. Well. I don't. Uh, to, with what we just talked about, Tampa Bay plays a lot of. I mean, they're not the Tampa two team that they used to be. No, but, but Bowles is a press man guy. Yeah, I guess. I guess in that regard, I. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I really think that team could take anyone. Yeah, they they could go in a lot of different directions. They're they're you know, apparently releasing their, their, left. their left tackle. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're 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 rebuilding. Big time. Uh, at 20, the Seahawks then take Quentin Johnston, at the wide receiver at a TCU, the first wide oh. receiver taken. Put him next. I mean, I like Smith and Jigba more than Johnston, but Metcalf and Johnston on the field? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's Again, they, they like those traits, guys, and he's got the traits. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I can see him landing there. Uh, at 21... The Chargers then take Smith and Jigba, who's the number one receiver on my board, and yours as well. Me too. Yeah, I mean yeah, he's clearly. his testing was just off the charts. Yeah. Uh, the and Ravens Lance here. Oh, good. I was just going to say the uh, Ravens. Real quick, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. The Chargers just he cites you know Keenan Allen's thirty-one, but they're both slots though. You know, I think you still get an outside guy if you're them. Yeah, I still I think I think Smith and Jigba could play outside. He might. I, I think he is getting pigeonholed too much. It's just a slot, you know. I mean, I think you know if you remember, people said that about Justin Jefferson. He's done just mm-hmm. fine working on the outside. <laughs> yeah, because of that change of direction. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, these guys. If you're guarding Smith and Jigba, and, and I mean, are you going to press him with his with his ability to 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 cut? I I don't know. Not right. Right, right. You prefer not. Um, at 22, the Ravens then take Zay Flowers. Is uh, Zay makes Flow- all the sense in the world. But is he the one that you that you look at and you go, oh, that's what, that's what we need, a, a slot? I don't love the fit. I, I mean, I, for them, I always think I want a bigger body guy that will block a little bit and yeah. physical, wide catch radius. But he's probably the best receiver on the board. But they've Although- got a bunch – they've already got a bunch of Zay Flowers type guys. Mm-hmm. They've I mean, got that's what they've got at the wide receiver position, three or four Zay Flower types 
and Rashad Bateman. Mm-hmm. No, I would prefer to take Johnston if I were them, but he's gone. You know, but he's gone. So the do you go yeah. after the next outside guy? Where do you I mean, wait? Addison out there, but he's similar too. I mean, right, both guys. You know, yeah, that's 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 a tough spot for the Ravens. It is the way this fell. Maybe just go another position. Uh, at 23, the Vikings take Keon White, the edge rusher out of Georgia Tech. I can see that. I mean, I almost feel like it's best defensive player available for them. And maybe yeah, that's without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at 24, the Jaguars take Elijah Cansey, the defensive tackle out of Pitt. Um, I'm going to fight him a little on that in that that team, that GM going back to his Niners days. Bigger is better, longer arms, Walker, you know, everyone they signed are all humongous in the first front seven. Can't see it be much different, but that's not how they build their front seven. No, I hear you for sure. Uh, At 25, the Giants take Dalton Kincaid, who's basically a big wide receiver out of Utah, Mm -hmm. even though he's listed as He's probably the best. Yeah. I mean, of the tight ends, he's probably the best receiver of the group. We didn't get a chance to see him work out. Giants need to find the best receiver they can. Maybe the Ravens just take him. <laughs> I was thinking that too. He criticized so much for another tight end, but he's probably the best pass catcher on the board. Right. Of the pass catchers still left, he's the best guy. Mm-hmm. At 26, the Cowboys take Drew Sanders, the linebacker out of Arkansas. You know, Jerry Jones likes those uh, Arkansas players. Yeah. I mean, it- they could rush him off the edge a little bit. I mean, not that he's Parsons, but Vander. They could do similar. Like they could have him and Parsons switch off on, you know, rushing the passer mm-hmm. and doing those kind of things. He's that kind of pass rusher. It's it's kind of our branch Minka conversation, you know? right? Give yeah. me another one. You know? Can you use two yeah. of those guys? You yeah, he's not, yeah he's not Parsons. Yeah, yeah, Branch isn't Minka, but he's the closest thing into those guys in this draft. And I already know how to use the first one, right? I don't know. We'll see. No. The Bills take yeah, Osiris okay. Torrance. Osiris that too. Torrance to the Bills, a big masher. Leaving yeah. the Bengals to take Matthew Bergeron, the offensive tackle out of Syracuse. I think he's, he's really growing on me. I think he sneaks into the first round too. I do too. Offensive Good. tackles. I mean, I mean, they just go. They go in the first round. Cincinnati, I mean, Kansas City has two tackles that are hitting free agency. A lot of these playoff teams, like everyone, could use a tackle. And there's a handful of them that I think are the tier two tackles, but are pretty darn good and probably first rounders. Yeah. Um, the Saints then take uh, Mazzy Smith, the uh, defensive tackle out of Michigan. I wouldn't love that if I was a Saints fan, but I mean, I get the need. Yeah. How about making a tackle behind the uh, line of scrimmage, Mazzy? Um, <laughs> at 30, the Eagles then take Brian Branch. Boy, that's a Gardner Johnson perfect replacement type. That's, I mean, that's they two, they got Gonzalez and Branch in this draft. Yeah. Pretty good, pretty good way to reinforce your secondary. Without a doubt. Uh, it would be very much anti what they do, though. I mean, they like big guys. They like big guys, and both their linebackers are free agents. All their defensive tackles, besides Jordan Davis, are basically free agents. You know, so yeah, their defenses could look a lot different. And then the Chiefs take Derek Hall, the edge rusher out of Auburn. 
I thought he had nobody a very didn't... good combine, and nobody's really talking about him because of some, what some of the other guys did. Yeah, I think he's a fringe first rounder. You think he's in this neighborhood? Frank Clark is gone. They drafted Karloftis last year. I mean, pass rush is so important to them. Playing with a lead in yeah. that building. I mean, he's a four-five guy. Yeah, he's and a he really plays player. plays like a four-five guy. Would you consider him at 32 if I would? I don't know that that's a pressing need for the Steelers. Yeah, no. mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, the guy I would consider now, if, if this is the way things fell, I run to the board yeah. for, for Brousset. Oh, wow. Yeah, he didn't even get picked. I'm running to the podium to get Brian Brousset in the second round. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some other names I'd be interested, but I didn't think of him that didn't go yet. That'd be phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, that, if you, you came out of this with with Brisset and and uh, Deontay Banks, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad because I mean, you and I are considering Brisset at seventeen. The way that they well, that's the thing, Matt. In this draft, I, I feel a little bit differently about it than you know when we used, when we went over the uh, was it Matt Miller's pre-draft list of the guys. He had nineteen guys who were sure first rounders, mm-hmm. but how many of those guys are real blue chippers? Yeah, I think 19 is a too big a number, too. I think it's like six. I think it's like six, right. And then the next the next 50 or 60 guys, any of them could go in the first round. Right. I mean, you and I and and Mike Pursuta did those mock drafts, and there was 20 guys I left off the first round that I felt bad about. You know, I mean, like that guy, I think that guy's a first rounder, but there's too many of them, not because the draft's so great. It's just. There's a lot of tier two guys, non-blue chips. Like, I didn't have Darnell Wright going in the first round. Do I think he's going to go in the first round? Yeah. I just, you know. Offensive was- tackles go. I mean, it comes down to really the, you know, when you talk about how teams build their rosters in that 50-year option. Yeah. You know, who do you want to have the 50-year option for? Yeah. I mean, not that it's analytically based. It's more monetarily based. These teams are so smart about – I don't ever want to be in the market for a free agent tackle or a corner, you know, let alone quarterback. I mean, they're just going to take the expensive positions in a draft like this. And that's why you might not see some of these tight ends drafted in the first round, even though they may be first round type guys. Mm -hmm. It's a position like, okay, um, it's, it's not a priority position, first of all. And secondly, you know, some of these other positions, it's just more worth it to, to have that fifth year option available on them. Right, right. Like the franchise tag is nice and low on tight ends, which kind of gives you another year to keep your own, but you can get them, you know? Yeah. Can't get No, for sure. Hey, you could subscribe to SNR's newest podcast, The Godfather of Pittsburgh Sports, talking, talking nothing but Steelers. It's Savern on Steelers. New episodes drop every Tuesday and Thursday. Subscribe today. They're available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. He is. Matt Williamson, I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this.